Success for me actually is about the fact that life is short. This is a journey. We have to enjoy the journey, but I really want them to be able to enjoy what they do, which means they have to have the financial means to do it, but it also means they have to have the time to do it. And so we're always just so passionate about freeing up their time, minimizing the amount of non-essential work that they have to do so that they can just go and spend time with family, with friends, with kids. They can be the soccer coach if they, if they choose to, and the list goes on. Welcome to the Joe Momo Presents podcast. This is the Calgary Leader Series. Let's start the show. I'm really excited to have my next guest on the podcast. He's the CEO and co-founder at Driver's Seat. Welcome to the podcast, Brian Baisley. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, it's super exciting to be chatting with you about this. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Let's just jump right into it. How about you let the listeners know who you are and what you do? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my name is uh, Brian Baisley, as Joe mentioned, and uh, my my brother and I founded uh, Driver Seat. We're a shuttle transportation firm, so we transport people from point A to point B, uh, lots of consumer type of stuff. Um, but the I, I think the interesting part of this is we franchised the business, uh, and so we're opening locations all across North America. Absolutely, I've read that you have many businesses across North America, lots of new franchise partners uh, uh, coming into the mix. Um, I'd love to step back a little bit and learn more how you got to kind of where you are today. Like you said, you co-founded with your brother, but how was those early days? Yeah, um, I, I think the, the way that we got into business together is exactly the way that, um, you know, if I were to instruct somebody at a, at a business school on, on what to do, this would be how not to do it. Um, <laughs> and so we, we actually decided we wanted to build a business together. We decided we wanted to franchise the business because we wanted to work with, you know, really bright uh, and, and inspiring people. Um, and then we said, okay, now that we know that we're going to do that, we just have to figure out what the business is going to be, what the service is going to be, what the product is going to be what we're going to call it. Um, and so we, we went, went about it totally, totally opposite of how most franchise uh, businesses got started. But we really wanted to work with, with bright entrepreneurial people. That's why the franchise model. Uh, and then we saw a huge, huge need in, in what's a, a massive industry, so the transportation industry, uh, to do something a little bit different than what was happening out uh, in the market. So uh, we saw the need. Uh, we started testing it, um, understood how to do it, and in just a matter of a few months started franchising it. That's awesome. And when I was doing my research, I saw that Driver Seat has two unique franchise brands. There's the chauffeur services and then the shuttle services. Um, what can you share with the listeners that maybe most people don't know about Driver Seat? Yeah, so so we uh, we launched as a chauffeur brand, and 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 really what that meant was we uh, our franchisees would hire chauffeurs to drive customers' cars for them. So they could be at a at a bar and and need uh, transportation home, or they could need a chauffeur for a day, or need their car relocated across the country. And so that was the type of work we did. Um, and we knew at the time that we wanted to launch the shuttle part, portion of the business, but just really need to understand you know the regulations and and the competitive mindset and and, and that that side of things. And so. Um, we've really morphed into being primarily a shuttle brand. So we still do uh, lots of chauffeuring. In fact, uh, in your, your neck of the woods out in Alberta, uh, there's lots of chauffeuring still taking place because people are heading out to the national parks and they're touring out there. And in some cases, they want uh, things like their RVs driven for them, right? And so uh, that's the type of service. But primarily, we're, we're, we're really operating as a shuttle uh, branded business where we're providing mid-sized shuttles and chauffeurs for things like weddings and craft brewery tours and airport runs. 
Awesome. Um, one thing I did read uh, was one of your LinkedIn articles, um, how entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs that do this well, um, about building good cultures, uh, daily improvements, having accountability. Uh, what would you say is your unique skill that's made you become so successful from when you first launched to today? Mm. Well, well, first of all, thanks for reading my LinkedIn article. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so in the franchising world, uh, it's, it's my belief, my job and, and part of my team's job is really to, to motivate, lead, um, coach and support our, our franchise partners. Um, and these are franchise partners who are really bright individuals. Um, but the beautiful thing about being part of a franchise is every single day they have a business coach side by side, right? And so that becomes just unique or interesting uh, from its from its uh, you know its own standpoint. Um, and so what I love to do is I love to inspire, I love to teach, I love to coach, um, I love to see uh, bright people succeeding, right? And um, and so the whole idea that somebody can be doing something where they're building up a strong business for themselves. Mm-hmm for their family, for their team of chauffeurs, for other people at, at their support office. Um, that's really inspiring for me. And so um, in some cases, Joe, uh, these people are actually many cases, these people will come to us not having business ownership experience before. Um, and so they might've worked for somebody else or um, in, in some sort of another type of a role. Uh, and now they're coming to us saying, I want to live the dream. I want to you know, control my own destiny. I want to control my own finances. And so we, we get to help them live that dream. I love that. Helping other entrepreneurs live their dream. (laughs) Uh, Part of the entrepreneur's journey is uh, times of challenge and building that resilience in times of challenge is often uh, a common theme on the podcast. Uh, So for you, Brian, what's, how do you build that resilience in times of challenge? You know, if you'd asked me that question in 2019, the answer would probably, it would probably be very different from what it is today. Um, every challenge that we had leading up to 2019, like most companies, they really paled in comparison to, to what we've all just been through. Um, and so uh, th- there's really, I think there's really two really controlling factors here. The first piece is the culture that we have at driver's seat, uh, which really ties to the fact that we're, we're a resilient bunch, uh, we're bold. We like to make sure that we're supporting one another. We have a very, very much pay it forward type of type of uh, culture within the business. Uh, really meant that um, this was a group of people going through things like the pandemic together, right? And so um, uh, that was the the first part of it. Is the culture that we built um, really helped sustain us through through COVID through the pandemic. Um, but the second piece was, you know, we operated a, a shuttle business where we were taking people to the airport and we were doing weddings and we were doing crappy tours. Well, of course. All of that came to a grinding halt at, at, at during the pandemic. There was zero. Um, but interesting enough, between the, the years of tw- end, of, end of 2019 and the end of 2021, uh, we grew by 69% revenue. And so it was such a, a, a really interesting time. And it was tied to the strategy that we put together that our franchisees completely endorsed. Um, and the strategy um, had four components to it. But the fourth one was tied to revenue, which was kind of interesting, right? The, the first one was actually tied to mental and physical health. And so... You know, of course, you know, you know you've, you've been in business a long time. It, it, you have to be physically fit and, and you have to be mentally fit in order to, to be a business owner. It's just, it can be a challenge, right? And so during pandemic times, that was even more so. And so we focused a lot on their mental and physical health all the way through the pandemic. And this included nutritional guides. This included online uh, you know, physical workouts together, um, helping create schedules around things that they should do, advice on where to turn the news off, um, support where needed, and, and and the list goes on. But the second piece was we said, 
everything we do uh, is going to be tied to flattening the curve. And so where we have the opportunity to create revenue that doesn't tie to that, that factor, we're going to decline it. And, and so, and it was actually an interesting piece because you go back to the purpose of what we do. Um, and our job is not just to create revenue. That's the byproduct of our job. Our job is to help transportation solutions. And so we turned down, you know, different types of services that were not tied to flattening the curve. And in fact, some, in some cases might've helped damage that flattening. Right. Um, and then the third part was, uh, let's use this ugly gift called COVID. My, my team got really tired of me saying that, but it was so true. Use this ugly gift called COVID. Um, and let's use this time to create and build real, real relationships because you're going to be doing less crap tour bookings. You're going to be hiring less chauffeurs, right? And so use the time that you've now got in order to build real relationships with other business owners. And that manifests itself into an incredible amount of business. And then the fourth piece was, oh yeah, and let's go chase some, some revenue because we have some bills to pay and we better just do that. <laughs> And uh, so, so, so the result was we, we exceeded our own expectations with respect to it because we ended up with a 69% um, increase in revenue. And then since that point in time, we every single month, uh, including up to last month, has been a record revenue month. And so, you know, the, the strategy of building real relationships and what we did online to support other business owners um, really manifested into increased revenue, better customer base, and of course, uh, better, you know, better uh, performance. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like real relationships was a key piece in that success uh, over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of success, I mean, you may have already answered this question, but I'm always curious uh, asking all my guests that come on the podcast is uh, what does success look like to you, uh, whether it be personally or professionally? What does success like in, in general look like for you? Um, yeah, for, for me, it's, it's actually about the franchise partners. It's about our, our team. Um, and I don't say that lightly because it's just why we get up every day. It, it, it's what really motivates me, gets me going. Um, but success really, really, um, it ties into our franchisees having control of their lives, our franchisees and being able to enjoy time doing things outside of the business, um, and our franchisees having the financial wherewithal and, and, and means in order to do those things. And so it doesn't necessarily mean, Joe, that they're the richest person in their city. It's not just about the money. That's just one factor. It's just one measurement stick, right? It's about time. It's about control. Um, it's about healthy stress versus unhealthy stress. So not, no political stress, you know, no intercompany politics stress, more, more really tied to natural stress of, of you know, needing to perform and just do day-to-day -day kind, of, kind of duties. And so... Um, success for me actually is about the fact that, you know, life is short. This is a journey. We have to enjoy the journey. Yeah, there's a destination at the end of, uh, you know, a different portion of your life or a different chapter of your life. But I really want them to be able to enjoy what they do, which means they have to have the financial means to do it. Right. And, but it also means you have to have the, the time to do it. And so we're just we're, we're always just so passionate about freeing up their time. Uh, minimizing the amount of, of um, you know, non-important work that they have to do, non-essential work that they have to do uh, so that they can just go and spend time with family, with friends, with kids. They can be the soccer coach if they, if they choose to, and the list goes on, right? Absolutely. Um, speaking of entrepreneurship and uh, what you have to deal with as an entrepreneur, um, there's always changing landscapes, just a dynamic nature of business. Uh, and you guys have locations all across Canada and the U.S., um, how has those markets changed over the last, let's say, couple few years? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the um, it's changed for the better. 
um, there's there's been really a couple of shifts. So the the in in a sector that's not really tied to directly to what we do, but the Uber type of rideshare or taxi type of sector, um, and that's more of an on call type of service. But um, uh, although you know, as you as you read in the paper, Uber's done some things that that weren't really great back in the day, and they're they're kind of correcting all of that now. But they really did do some wonderful things around getting people to think differently around transportation and the use of technology, and uh, you know, the, just far more progressive. And so, in all of the markets, we're seeing more and more of this, where there's just a far more progressive thought around what to do with transportation, and and we're at the forefront of helping uh, places like municipalities and counties. Um, do that. And so and I'll give, give you one simple example to kind of tie that back in. But um, in one small market, uh, we are the county transportation provider. There's no more big old buses going down the road. It's it's far more fuel efficient. Um, they are shuttle vehicles versus, you know, like a taxi where it's just one person in there. So there's efficiency there. But the size of the vehicle is determined based on the ridership. Right, and that just makes it makes so much common sense. But it's it's obviously uh, you know it's a very progressive of, of that county have gone that road. So so we are now that that type of provider. So this this level of progression I think has been really really good. Um, but the other piece that's um, that's happening are, are people are um, far more likely to want to spend time with family and friends and do things. And, and spend a bit of money against that. And so we saw this pre-pandemic, we're certainly seeing a post-pandemic, uh, but this idea of cocooning and spending a bit more time with the, the people that you love sometimes ties to, yeah, we're not necessarily just going to go to a hockey game. We might go out for dinner, we might do some other things, and we might invest in a shuttle transportation piece because I'm okay spending a bit more money on those things, right? And so, and, and we're seeing that over and over. And so uh, it's really interesting. We're booking weddings right now into 2025, Right, wow. people are looking that far ahead. They're just they're, they're they don't want to be shortchanged on it. They want that magical experience, so they want the transportation solution to be tied into that. So they're booking their wedding hall, and they're booking their caterer, and they're booking their their driver's seat transportation services. Absolutely, it sounds like there's a ton of demand. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. What what sort of advice would you give somebody looking to get into uh, being a franchise owner? Um, any potential franchise partners listening? What can you let them know or tell them advice? Yeah, I, I mean, I would I'd say that uh, regardless of whether you're looking at driver seat as the as the business that you want to be part of or, or different fri- uh, franchise, make sure you understand the role. Um, in in our case, the role is all about the customer journey and engaging with with people. And so, if you're not a people person, this is not not, not a great business for you. Um, so so really make sure you understand the role of that franchise owner because um, there are lots and lots of franchise um, you know businesses out there, and and the role of a franchisee is very different business to business, right? And so ours is a lot less operationally focused and a lot more customer centric and chauffeur centric, right? Um, and so I, I'd advise them to make sure that they've done their due diligence. It's not about whether it's burgers or donuts or transportation or landscaping, it's actually about the work that you're going to do that day. Um, and my second piece of advice is if you're dreaming about it, take the plunge and do it. Right? <laughs> Nobody looks back and says, I shouldn't have done that. Right? Nobody looks back and says, that wasn't a fun journey. Right? And so life is short. And, and you know th- this whole idea of... And, and I get it. There, there's some fear factor in there if you haven't worked for yourself. Right? <laughs> But a great franchise is going to support you all the way through that piece of it, um, and and the success rates, of course, extraordinarily high, and it, and it's really tied to the fact that you have a partner, which is the franchisor, right, and all of the other franchisees. Absolutely, and you're a great coach, so I implore anybody to look into that franchise uh, partnership. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, what's one question that you never get asked, but you wish you would be asked? Yeah, um, you, you know, talking with with whether it's friends, neighbors, uh, family, prospective franchisees, 
Um, I think there's a there's there, um, it would really help a prospective franchisee to understand what the value of being in a franchise is because once someone's here, they get it. Right. Once somebody is part of the franchise system, they get it. Um, but often um, there's a very surface level type of thought, and I get it. Right. You're not you're not part of a franchise branch. You couldn't really understand it. But there's the thought of yeah, there might be some shared resources or some shared expenses, and and the, the brand's already present, et cetera. And yeah, that that's all very simple. But here's the reality. Right. Um, the smartest people in the room when we meet with our franchisees, which we do every Wednesday, the smartest people are that group of franchisees. I mean, th this team is brilliant. And so imagine the power of being in a room with everybody for an hour to, who do the exact same work just in a different province or state or city than you. I mean, and, and, and when you really start to think about the power of that, right? Every single one of these people have been through the types of challenges you've been through or looking at the types of opportunities you, you're looking at. Every single one of these people uh, um, you know, have, have succeeded. They've done interesting things. And you get to talk with them. You get to pick their brain. Um, and the value of that is just, it's its so incredible. And so once somebody joins into the franchise and they start attending these Wednesday sessions with us, and then they come to the office for training, and they have dinner with some of the local franchise owners, and then they come to conference and they're together with every franchise owner from across you know North America, their mind is blown. It's like, this is incredible. And that really is the value in this. And so, so often, and, and again, it's just, just because people don't know what they don't know. So often people will talk about our franchise and they'll say, oh, it must be really great. You guys have shared technology and shared research. Yeah. Yeah. At the, at the surface, sure. Right. Uh, but, but, but I would consider one of my biggest roles, one of my biggest jobs is to help collaboration, right? To assist in building collaboration. Because the better job that we do at that, the better that Rahul out in Calgary is going to be, be doing with Andy over in, in this other market, which is great for Debbie over in Niagara, and the list goes on and on. Absolutely. I love that collaboration piece. Mm. Uh, one of the things I read recently, actually, that really inspired me was that uh, I believe you guys have a really young uh, franchisee. I think he's 20, opening up locations all over Western Canada. Um, I thought that was really neat. Uh, but for yourself, is there anything that um, that's really inspired you recently? Anything that you read or listened to? Well, um, maybe I can answer that question two ways. First of all, yes, Abby is, is incredible. Abby and his, his father are opening up. Uh, this young man is bold, um, but not naive. He's intelligent. He's well thought out, but he's not egotistical. I mean, th this, this, this guy's really got a lot going on. So we're, we're super excited about, uh, you know, what he's going to bring to the party and what he's going to do for, for himself and his market. Um, yeah, I get inspired by a lot of things. You know, first of all, there's some really interesting things that happen within the driver's seat world uh, that inspire us each and every day. Um, uh, you know, a recent one was in the chauffeuring world. Uh, one of our uh, groups um, drives this young girl to school. And uh, she's got anxiety problems, can't get onto municipal transit. And so they, the franchisee met at their house with mom, right? And brought two chauffeurs who were both in uniform, um, got her comfortable with the, these two individuals, and they, they started driving. So over the course of three years, 13 to 16 years old, uh, they drove this young girl to school and she got quite comfortable with it. And that was, that was a good thing because it was the comfort of the same wrapped vehicle with the same uniform chauffeurs, et cetera. And when she turned 16, uh, mom said, look, I'm, I've still got a very pretty tight schedule. Um, she's comfortable with you. Could you teach her to drive? And uh -huh. so they spent eight months helping her getting through graduated uh, licensing. Um, and then they fired us. And it was such a wonderful thing because they fired us because this young girl is now a young lady 
and she's driving herself, right? And so, su- such a cool piece of it. And, you know, we've got, we've got the thousands of these types of, of, of really fun stories where we felt just a little bit, just do something kind of fun and, and, and interesting to change someone's life for the better, right? And so, so I love those types of things. Um, outside of, of the driver's seat world, uh, I'm, I'm a big uh, reader. I love to listen to podcasts. Your podcast is amazing. I really enjoy it. And, and so there's just so many of these types of things, but uh, Simon Sinek, as, as I'm sure you've listened to, um, there, there's very few times I don't put Simon Sinek on and go, <laughs> wow. You know, and I just said to my wife yesterday, I said, did you just listen to that? Because we were in the car together. She said, yeah. And I said, you know, I always talk about those things. She said, yeah, but he's way Absolutely. Mind blown all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it's great. Yeah. So, so we, we have fun with that. We have fun with our sports staff. We get inspired by um, helping them elevate and grow. Um, and one of the things I'm, I'm super passionate about is uh, we help people develop uh, professionally, but also personally. And so where we see someone that, that has some sort of a you know, challenge or, or something they want to get past, uh, we love to, to invest, whether it's time, money, effort, um, education into helping them uh, just get better as, as individuals, as people. And that could be in, in you know, financial management. It could be in the ability to public speak. I mean, the list goes on and on. But uh, you know, I think my, my, ultimately my role is, is help people be better, support people, help people get rid of hurdles in their life, um, and then make sure that they're able to do that when I'm gone. Absolutely. I love that. And I really appreciate your time, invest, investing your time and uh, sharing your golden nuggets, I like to call it, of your expertise here. Um, just that, having that coaching mindset and giving it to uh, our listeners uh, today. Um, I only, only have a couple more questions here for you. Um, maybe you already answered this, but uh, what are you proud of that maybe we haven't touched on in the interview so far? Um, yeah, I think they're, you know, you know, we, we talk a lot about our franchisees and, and they are extraordinarily um, important to us. Um, our, our head office support team here in, in Ontario, um, this is a group of really dedicated, hardworking individuals. Uh, the range of experience and the range of ages is, is really substantial, uh, but everybody has a seat at the table and everybody has a voice uh, and, and everybody contributes not just to the business success, but also to the culture of, of driver's seat. And so I'm super proud of, of that team. Uh, they um, are normally getting here in the morning, ready to rock and roll, ready to support our franchisees. They love it. Uh, I, I can see them cheering and celebrating when a franchisee lands a, a contract or a deal. Um, you know, they, they are so uh, committed to, you know, walking them aboard when they, when they get to this office and really making them feel like part of the family. So this is a really dedicated group of people. And, and, uh, and I don't say that lightly because they just, they just really inspire when you walk through this office, the energy level is extraordinarily high. And so, yeah, I think it's just, it's just a fun place. I, I haven't had anybody come through this office and say, man, that, that was, that was pretty good. Right. Everybody comes through and says, wow, this is, this is just a pretty, pretty incredible place. So yeah, they're, they're, they're a great group of people really, really, uh, uh, it, again, they're, they're inspiring, uh, but they're also hardworking and committed to to the franchise owners. Mm, I, I can feel that energy coming through the screen, so I'm sure it's a really <laughs> wonderful place to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, listen, you'll have to come out. We every fourth uh, week, each department takes a turn, and, and I buy uh, I buy the groceries, right? I fund the groceries, but they go out and and they do a a, um, a lunch, so they cook a lunch for everybody. Uh, we call it mandatory fun lunch because you have to come in the, the boardroom together. No one's allowed to bring a laptop. We all have to have fun together. And so, uh, so you'll, you'll have to, next time you're in Ontario, you've got to make sure you, you make it out for one of those. Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. Um, where can our listeners connect with you online and get more of that energy? 
<laughs> yeah, love love that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and, and and listen uh, for for anybody. Um, I'm a big LinkedIn user. I think we all we all should be uh, in business. Joe, I know you know you are as well. So, um, I would love for for any listener to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to hear what you thought about the podcast. You know what was going on in your life. Love to to engage in the conversation on that. I'm not a big fan of selling anybody through LinkedIn. I'm not a big fan of being sold on LinkedIn, as as we all know. Uh, but it's a great great spot to build real relationships. Absolutely. And we really, really appreciate you being on the podcast. Uh, I'd love to end the interview with one last question. Uh, my last question to you is what does being a leader or leadership mean to you? Yeah. I, um, you know, I, I think the, the I, as I touched on a little bit earlier, this, this idea that um, I'm actually here to help people succeed. I'm here to help um, identify where the goalposts are so that they can see where they need to go with things. Uh, I'm here to help them overcome their their own internal obstacles. I'm here to help them remove external obstacles or understand how to get around those those pieces, um, and uh, and really here to to be a bit of a sounding board from from that standpoint. Um, people don't know what they don't know, but but nobody wants to come to work or nobody wants to come and run their business every day and do a bad job with it. Nobody, right? Everybody wants to come and feel that they've accomplished something great. And so 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 really being a great leader, you know, from my my standpoint, comes with you know some empathy. Uh, the ability to listen, uh, but ultimately with the ability to help people succeed. Because um, I, I really don't need to do anything else other than that. And if I do that and I, and I literally help them along that, that piece of it in different ways or different using different methods, uh, they're going to be successful. And ultimately, of course, that means driver's seat will be as well. I'm Brian Baisley and you're listening to Joe Momo Presents. Thanks again for watching the Joe Momo Presents podcast. For more episodes, check out joemomo.com slash podcasts. All right. See you next time.